658 here in New Brunswick, New Jersey on Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. It is 35 degrees outside, which is bewildering because it was 70 degrees in shorts weather a couple days ago. I don't understand what that was all about. I, w- I was like, why is it so warm? I'm like, it's 75 degrees. It's like, oh, oh, okay. And then I wake up the next day and it's like 36. It's like, make Very up your mind, tease. weather. Big tease. March is the worst month. I hate it. <laughs> I love March. March is honestly probably my favorite month. I really, up until this year, I never watched college basketball, but I always spend days on days making my March Madness bracket, and I love March Madness. That's like that's like the only thing I like about March. I, but then also the hockey trade deadline's always in March, and then the NFL free agency is always in March. It's always a fun a fun month of sports when you wouldn't really expect much. Because I'm a big off season guy. Because my team's never really too well in the... There's also spring training (laughs) in March, right? There's supposed to be. There would have been. But we'll talk about that later. Um, Well, you know, speaking of weather, next week it goes 62, 57, 67, 66. So hopefully today is the last day that we get crappy weather. I want shorts. I want shorts. Back in the day in high school, I used to... If there was ever shorts. Were you one of those guys who wore shorts in the winter? No, but <laughs> the first day of shorts you got, I was wearing shorts from there on out. Yeah, of course. But I, I can't do that here because the walks are kind of too far, obviously, and I'll freeze to death. A lot more windier here than inside my school as well. That's fair. <laughs> um, what What is this, the, the Weather Channel? <laughs> we got spring break coming up next week. Is That's everybody true. excited for that? Anybody got exciting plans? Well, I'll be in Detroit with Jake Schmid to broadcast the NCAA wrestling tournament between Thursday and Saturday. So stay tuned for that. But that's really what my spring break plans is. Uh, I so, on Wednesday. Come that back still sounds Monday. like fun. So much yeah. for going somewhere warm, though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's only going to get I colder. Mean, there's going to be a little bit of spring wet weather over there. I can't. I don't think it's gonna be that cold. I checked the weather the other day. It's not. It's not colder than like fifty degrees. You got anything planned there? Are you gonna go to a Pistons game or a Red Wings game or well, something, or is it not that close? It's the the tournaments in Little Caesars Arena, so they. Oh, have, they, so yes, close. So they so they have that arena blocked off. So for, so there are no Pistons other, or Red Wings. Oh, exactly. that's unfortunate. Yeah. That's very um, unfortunate. I kind of want to, you know, look at the other stadiums and and ballpark like i want to see comerica park um ford field i i don't think that there's too many interesting things to do in detroit although there is an mgm uh grand relatively close to little caesar's arena and hey now (laughs) march madness will be going on during that time so you know it might be a pretty solid spot to catch a few of those games is there sports betting in uh in, in michigan that's a good. I couldn't tell you. Mm. Oh, I, I, I would love to see your March Madness bets. You're gonna, you're gonna have to show me your bracket when, when the time comes. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of betting, we, we didn't talk about Calvin Ridley, did we? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't not, think we not, did. not yet. Um, yeah. I guess, I guess since it's not exactly sports related, we can probably touch on it a little bit. There's yeah. not really a lot to say other than 
after after he had left the Falcons team for the year, went on hiatus due to mental health reasons, which I mean, I believe he did. Mm. You know, I'm not going to say he did it because he wanted to bet on games. That's, probably that's, not. That's, that's ridiculous, <laughs> even if it is funny to think about it. It is ridiculous. I, I think he probably did go on mental health leave. But it, after he left the team for the year, he was betting on games, and they caught him and suspended him for it. I think it's kind of ridiculous, especially considering that he's getting punished harder than, like, you know, guys who've committed, like, actual felonies. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. I can't blame him for wanting to chase the bag when he's not making money playing football. I don't think – I mean, I don't – I you can really tell which people lose a lot of money and don't lose a lot of money when they're – when they talk about betting and if they try and – make tons of money and hit big parlays those are the ones that usually uh the ones that are trying to make money off betting there's the ones that are losing all the money i think calvin ridley was just bored and he wanted to just throw Probably. some money down i mean he bet he didn't bet against the falcons no and the thing. i mean so it's it was, it's clear that he's not he wasn't like trying to you know, act like there was something fixed against his team. You know, he still wanted his team to win, stuff like that. You know, I, I don't, I don't think there was any harm done. Is he, the thing. he was away from the team. I understand the concern. It would be about... one thing if he was betting on games while actively playing. Yeah. You know, because then there's the concern. You know, is he taking fixes? You know, you know, is he point shaving stuff like that? You know, doing all that. Stuff. Yeah, my take was, look, if he was betting on the Falcons to lose and then did something to help that, you know, parlay hit, mm-hmm. like purposely drop balls or, or something exactly. of that sort, then then yes, you can suspend him for a year probably indefinitely. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's perfectly fair because you're tampering with the game. People don't want to see that. Yeah, exactly. But he bet a total of $1,500, according to Ridley, and he bet on the Falcons to win, which I don't think that's terrible, especially because he wasn't playing. Yeah, he wasn't even I, near the facility. I don't facility. see any harm, no harm, no foul to me. But yeah. rule, the NFL's rules are the NFL's rules. Yeah, no, look, they do whatever hopefully, they want. Hopefully, 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 we can start to ease up on things a little bit. I know sports betting is be, has become a lot more acceptable as a whole throughout this country. So, you know, I mean, we we were just talking about is there betting in Michigan? My guess would. I guess would be probably yes. So if you yeah, want to go do that, have you, know. you ever seen the longest yard? I love the longest yard. Yeah. The one with Adam so, Sandler. So Sandler, whatever I forget the, uh, the character's name, but he gets Paul Crew. <laughs> Paul Crew. So he was accused of point shaving, uh, which is why he gets um, banned from banned from the league. Yeah. If I'm not if I'm yes. not mistaken, but so I, I immediately thought of that one when I heard the early <laughs> situation. I'm like, listen. As long as he's not pulling a Paul Crew, I I think he can he can do it. But look, look, rules are rules. I get it, and he shouldn't have done it. But you can't suspend a guy an entire year because yeah, he, bet, no. he bet on on his own team to win. It's and, the same thing with Pete Rose. I mean, what did he do? He did it once. The, I, I don't know. It might have been. I a, thought it was one grand, parlay, or maybe total, three. The grand total was fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. I think sure you can suspend them two, three games. Like like if you want to suspend him two to four weeks, that's fine whatever rules are rules but a whole year a whole year for betting when he wasn't even on the active roster i I don't i don't like that and 
And you're comparing it to Pete Rose. I, I, I hear you comparing it to Pete Rose. That's a little bit of a different, stickier situation. He was betting on games while as the acting yeah. active manager of the, what was it, Cincinnati Reds or Phillies? He, One of the two. Reds, I thought. Yeah. I don't know. He, he played, he played for both of those teams. So, you know, I see white and red in my mind. It's hard to figure out which one he actually Yeah, Cincinnati's pretty irrelevant. So the, other thing, <laughs> the other thing is that gambling back in his playing days was much more taboo as compared to today, where you have apps like DraftKings and FanDuel, and you can easily bet very legally. Back then, you had to get, you know, underground bookies and, and stuff of that sort. Yeah, it was a lot shadier back yeah. then. I think the people that were taking the bets weren't as as uh as nice as your phone where you can just type in a certain amount and nobody's threatening to do anything to you if you don't do this for them so i think it's just totally different last season evander kane his ex-wife accused him evander kane he used to be a hockey player for the san jose sharks Sharks, now he's on the edmonton oilers last season his wife accused him of betting against the sharks while However, Evander Kane was found innocent. He also put up his best season statistically that season. So, well, I think the gambling was probably the least of his problems in terms of accusations. Well, if he was betting against yeah. the Sharks and put up his best statistical season, maybe it was just an act of charity. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, that is actually very because true. It was Kane who had the uh, the bankruptcy. No, the the domestic abuse accusations against him, right? Or was it someone else? Patrick Kane? Evander Kane. I know Patrick Kane had something going on. I don't know about domestic abuse with Evander Kane. I know it was the... I, yeah, I thought it was Patrick Kane. Was it? Yeah, Patrick Kane had the thing with uh, a taxi driver or something in Buffalo a while okay. ago. But Evander Kane is now... He's not a very liked guy in the NHL for <laughs> for a bunch of different reasons. Not because of him being accused of throwing money on his own team but yeah i'm not i'm not too sure i i feel bad for calvin ridley especially when the nfl endorses this stuff promotes this stuff posts it all over everywhere and i mean where's the difference i understand that he's under contract but i don't think he was getting paid when he stepped away from the game so what separates him from just the normal spectator i don't know i guess he's obviously still under contract and stuff, but what are you gonna do, right? I'm not Calvin Ridley. Getting getting a little bit away from you know the specifically the sports side of things, but still talking about betting. I mean, I know a lot of people like to bet on sports. I think you guys probably you you guys seem like you enjoy betting on sports. I don't really do it, but I I I appreciate it all the same. But what about like other kinds of gambling? Like you guys like going to like casinos and stuff playing a slot playing poker a, i've never been to a casino before i play poker casually not for money like with my friends but i i've never been to a casino before i've been to atlantic city twice one time i was a senior in high school so that doesn't count i guess but you, you were sightseeing <laughs> well there was actually uh you were sightseeing <laughs> no it was a thing for our a marketing group in high school called oh, DECA. Okay. They okay. had, oh, yeah, the, DECA. They had yeah. the states down there. Yeah, yeah that was a good time. Yeah. Had a had a big <laughs> there was they had a convention right before and we were all supposed to go down there in our suits and somebody brought their Xbox and this was the peak of Fortnite. <laughs> and so there was at least twenty five kids just piled into a room watching me play Fortnite and 
Honestly, it, did, you get it was, a, did you get a victory royale? I did get a victory. Nice. And if we did record it, it probably would have been all over. Like, the get, like it was one of those things where you just see everybody going nuts in a really packed room. But I also went, I'm not a gambler for casinos. I hate, not that I gamble a lot on sports in the slightest bit, but I'd rather put my money on something that I can kind of control compared to really just all luck when it comes to what card I'm going to get. Of course, you can play the card however you want. I feel like it's all want, luck. But, it, uh, yeah, but I could control me Well, you, putting, can, you can control how much money you put on, on... Yeah, but like, let's say you play roulette and you call red or black or something. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, the, the they have very... They, if you go to a casino, you play roulette or poker, they kind of have high buy-ins. Yeah, and you know, I just from what don't I understand. like it being up to full chance i like controlling at least what i'm starting with the starting point like i can choose what team i'm going to bet on and this and that while in poker or something i can't yeah, you can, choose you can what visualize your chances of winning the bet based on what team you're betting on so like if you're betting on something that's going to be a close game you might feel better on about betting on the underdog than yeah. if you were like if it was a game between, like, I don't know, the Chiefs and the Texans, you know, you wouldn't bet on the Texans in that game. No. And let's say I got uh, a two of a kind or something, and I don't know that somebody else has a king straight off the straight off the flop or however it works. I haven't played poker in so long. I don't remember the terminology, but <laughs> I think I have an all right hand because maybe I have yeah, three yeah, of a kind. But yeah, then, yeah, I have pocket aces. Too bad the guy next to me has a royal flush. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that I have great odds to win, and then I don't have great odds to win, and then it's like, darn. And people can say, oh, you're just not a good poker player. Yeah, I'm not a good poker player because we'll keep it between <laughs> the radio listeners. I'm a cheap guy, so I don't like, I don't like bluffing and stuff. So, uh yeah, I did. So you don't even like playing poker casually, like if just, there's no money on it, sure. But all right, nobody's really. I, I don't try. think I would play poker for money, at least not like at a casino. I probably like if it was if the buy-in was like one dollar and I was doing it with friends, then I'd, I'd probably yeah play it for money. But like, you know, I mean, I I I enjoy poker if, even if I'm not great at it. I I think it's fun. I think it's fun when I don't have to worry about losing money. Then I think it's fun because then I have no. It's just enjoyable. It's casual. I don't know. It's it's fun to pretend like I have a good poker face. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for our can we just talk segment. Coming up after the break, more sports talk. We can talk about Rutgers men's basketball as they begin their journey into March, starting with the Big Ten tournament on Friday. This is the Wednesday Crew on WRCU FM New Brunswick and streaming live at WRCU.org. I was walking down the street when out the corner of my eye I saw a pretty little thing approaching me. She said, I never seen a man who looks so all alone. Could you use a little company? Welcome back to the Wednesday crew here with Seanette Carney, joined by Derek Fleming and Jake Mysel. Up next on our agenda, Rutgers men's basketball heads to Indiana to participate in the Big Ten tournament. Woo! And this could be really the make or break for this team in terms of whether or not they make the tournament. A, f a few bracketologists have them out of the tournament. A few have them 
playing in the first four. A few have them in as a, a 10 seed, 11 seed uh, without having to play in. Feels but, like for a solid month and a half, everybody's just had a different opinion, one be, ranging between one of those three. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got a good shot to prove their worth with at least one win in the Big Ten tournament. They do have the double bye being the four seed. So that means they will play either Iowa or whoever wins the matchup between Nebraska and Northwestern, a game that is currently going in favor of Nebraska right now. They are up by 9, 42-33 over Northwestern with 17-23 to go in the second half as we speak. So, you know, I mean, I guess I'll ask this guy since we don't know who Rutgers' matchup is. Do you want Nebraska or Northwestern or would you rather take Iowa? I would honestly rather take Iowa just because a win over Northwestern and Nebraska isn't going to do much for this team that that'll prove anything more than what they I mean they proven. they lost to Northwestern though so if they That's if true. they beat them in the Big 10 tournament does that doesn't that kind of make up for the loss in the regular season sort of but not really I would just rather take Iowa get a win over them and seal our tournament fate as as a team playing in the 64. Um, Derek, we've watched a lot of this team together because for the last three weeks we've been producing. Um, <laughs> two, two of those were wins. One of those were losses. One of them were, was a loss. Uh, last week when we were here, Indiana, they were down the whole time, and then Ron Harper Jr. steps up, hits a three with two seconds left. And Derek, you didn't even get a chance to see that, that play until – Probably half an hour after the game ended. Yeah, that was. Yeah, me, me, and me and Sean when we were in here producing the games, just us two. They were they were two and zero, and they pulled out some big wins. What was the other one against Illinois? Illinois, and, they blew and that them. that yeah. was that was a really big win. But Indiana State obviously was a big win. Or Indiana game was a big win because it kept them their their March Madness hopes alive. For me, I don't even know. I I was thinking Northwestern or Nebraska just because. If they get that one win in the Big Ten tournament, I feel there's no way they can not be in. But at the same time, if they lose to one of those teams, I think that they're done definitely. So I'm still going to – I don't think if they – I think if they lose to Iowa, I think they'll probably end up being – a first four team. That that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm hearing a lot of. You, you know, just, win if, or lose against Iowa, if they're you probably play safe. Iowa. You just gotta, and if you lose, you just gotta avoid getting blown out. Ideally, you want to win, and that would pretty much guarantee you uh, a spot in the 64. Uh, you don't even have to play in. The yeah, first I don't four. want that first four. Yeah, exactly. I just, I, I would like to avoid it as much as possible. Even though a spot in any place in the tournament would be really good for the team, considering where they were at. Uh, just a couple months ago. I don't know about you guys. I wouldn't mind taking a road trip out to Dayton. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I I've seen one of my teams lose in a in a first four before when I thought that they had a chance at winning and they got popped pretty big. That being Temple, so I don't want Rutgers to play another game if they don't have to. It's just it's honestly unfortunate. I felt that. If they won, if they got that fir- that that double buy, then they would have been. I thought it would have helped out their their seeding, but it obviously hasn't in the slightest bit. I also thought that that win against Indiana was going to help out, and it hasn't. Now, 
what I've seen them being, I've seen them be a first four on Joe Lenardi, who's supposedly the bra- uh, bracketologist guru. Uh, he has them as a first four. First four, yeah. But that that's not guaranteeing that they're actually a first four. They could right now be in the the first, uh, in the sixty four man bracket. I think that that's definitely not unreasonable. I just it's crazy that we're sitting here and they still have a chance of not making the tournament. Just well, because of everything that they've gone through, it just blows my mind. So, well, let's pretend like they do make the tournament one way or another. Is there is there a uh, quadrant that you would rather not see them in? You know, they got the the east, south, west, and midwest. I believe, right? I don't um, even know how it works. I feel I I, I I just know that you know what quadrant you're in depend determines like where you play. Your well, like the first four rounds, yeah. In terms of the venue, you know, if you play in like the eastern quadrant, you'll play, you know, obviously up here in like the northeast. I know the Elite Eight and Sweet Sixteen are going to be at Wells Fargo Center, so. Oh yeah, that's um, pretty cool. So, is, is is there a quadrant you guys would rather not see them playing in, knowing you know who that who the uh, number one seeds are probably going to be? Uh, not in the Gonzaga quadrant. No, take on Gonzaga. They're always frauds. They're the biggest frauds in the world. I don't I don't That's wanna true. I don't want the guys to have to go out to Pacific time to they, play against Gonzaga. Don't bully them. Gonzaga's very weak mentally. The, look what happened to them against Baylor last year. Rutgers will just keep on they'll just beat them okay, up. Okay, but defense. they also beat UCLA. <laughs> Yeah, but UCLA was an 11 seed. I understand that they made it to the Final Four, but then again, there's a reason why they were ranked here, there. I understand that they were hot, but I'm just saying, Gonzaga's, <laughs> Gonzaga's always... I hate Gonzaga. I cannot stand Gonzaga. I remember when they played one time, they had the really big Polish dude uh, at center, and they him. got destroyed against... I don't even remember who it was. I just always feel like Gonzaga is just a bunch of frauds. They, they don't play anybody real in the regular season. I know they... Uh, Mount St. Mary's is good this year, but... Or is it St. Mary's? I don't even know. Whatever. I don't remember. It's so far away. It's just so irrelevant. They don't play anybody real. They had a decent conference this year. The University of San Francisco was decent. Oh, yeah. Didn't they um, beat Gonzaga? Did, the, they lost them in the semifinals of the conference tournament. Uh, but they might have. Be- did they beat them in the regular season? I think they might have. Wow, I, I it, you might be right on that. Um, Hold on, what conference is that? Uh, it's the West Coast Conference. Gonzaga is a poor man's Virginia. They just <laughs> they get those high seeds all the time, and then they just get upset. I guess Gonzaga's made further than Virginia outside of that one year that they won the the tournament, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I did have Gonzaga making it to the finals last year. I can't lie about that, but I also did have Baylor beating them. So, so well, the thing with Gonzaga this year is that I think this is probably the best year uh, for them to win a championship as compared to this year. Like, they have real talent, Chet, Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren. Future maybe. Orlando Magic. <laughs> just just fact checking here. I was wrong. I San Francisco did not beat Gonzaga. I don't know why I thought that happened. I guess mm. it must have been some other team that that they beat or that what beat was Gonzaga. Gonzaga's or something. record this year? Uh, Gonzaga's record this year was thirteen and one in the conference, twenty six and three overall. So they, I, it was somebody else they lost. They lost to the St. Mary's. They lost like to St. Mary's. Ago. Yeah, because I was in Philly when oh, they lost. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. They did oh, lose to St. Mary's, but St. Yeah. Mary's also ranked. Yeah, yeah, they are. 
they also play the same teams as Gonzaga does. And and St. Mary's matched up against them in the conference tournament championship uh, last night. Uh, Gonzaga Gonzaga won that, um, got their automatic bid, and they'll probably be the number one seed, which was what we talked about. But going back to Rutgers men's basketball, we talked about how this team probably needs a win to avoid the first four. So let's say they get a win and they avoid the first four, what seed would they be? Because I, I personally believe that they go back to the 10 seed that they were last year. I, I would agree. I would say 10 or 11 is probably their best bet. And I would just say that the biggest concern is whether or not they be, what what um, quadrant they'd be playing in. Obviously, you don't want to get like the Western quadrant, but I feel like South, Midwest, or East would all be better for them just because that's those are like those are area parts of the country that they're a little more familiar with right um they wouldn't have to make a big commitment to travel all the way out to the west although i don't know i wouldn't really want to see them play in the eastern quadrant knowing that uh villanova is probably going to be in there is there any way yes i am a villanova fan and if villanova's in the eastern quadrant and gets past the second round that means they get to play on their home floor for two rounds so i would not want to i would not i don't know i've just never i've never considered villanova as a philly team no they're not a philly team they're 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 considered a philly team in the sense that they play all the philly teams every year but they they're not based in philly but they did play all their games at wells fargo center that one year so it is basically a home court for them when was that? They're the better year? basketball that team ago? that plays there. <laughs> okay. Maybe in terms of the success, but yeah, Villanova is not a Philadelphia school. Philly just won another you, you, parade, so you, they threw them. You say in they're there. not a Philadelphia school, but you you ask every single one of those people that went to those to, that went to both of those parades after they won the national championship. Yeah, <laughs> so they're all Villanova people. They'll no, say that no, Philly celebrates the championship. Doesn't matter doesn't because matter they just is. want a reason to celebrate. I don't blame them. I don't know where where would Rutgers throw a, a championship? Would they walk down what? College uh, Ave right it's, here? If it's no, I, come on, give them credit. They could get City. the Canyon of Heroes in New York. <laughs> I don't know who is Rutgers. If they won the national championship, they'd get the Canyon of Heroes in New York. They'd you, get you a they get a parade in, there. You think you'd be in New York City? Yeah, down no way. Yeah, would. Not a chance. They're the they're the biggest school in the New York metropolitan area. Well, they're true. not in New York, so why it doesn't matter them? though. Well, here's the thing. So That's, that would be a disgrace to New Jersey if they brought the biggest school in New Jersey and threw a parade for them in New York City. Yeah, I, I don't. Well, they could I have two parades. But but see, then, no, then, disgrace. Then, then you ask the question: If not New York City, then where would they throw? It's not like we have like a big street to. I don't know. I the mean, de- would you rather the parade be in like Newark or something? <laughs> the oh. Devils, the Devils, when they won their three Stanley Cups, they did. In the in the MetLife parking lot, like they just had that oh, giant thing going on. That's kind of chummy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the team that actually plays it, that plays at MetLife, uh, did it in the Canyon of Heroes. So because they're all frauds, and that's what their name is. They're the New York whatever. You know what? I'm fine. Take. They're both horrible franchises. So well, as of right now, I guess the Giants have some success. I'm sorry, Jet fans, plug yours. I didn't mean that. <laughs> hey, hey, d- they'll never forget 1968. It's fine. They they they're good. They got a ring. It's got. Hey, most Jet fans are Met fans, so they they're both struggling. They know. That's, they I've, know I've the, learned. Those years. I've learned that that's surprisingly not true. 
<laughs> really? That 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 the mis- that there's more mixing and matching than you would think. <laughs> I feel like if you go out to Long Island, you'd find a lot, a lot of Jet and Met fans. We could ask Carmenani next time he comes on, next time we see him. <laughs> oh, he's a front runner for every team. Yeah, he's a Cardinals fan, a Packers fan, a Sixers fan. And a Lightning and, fan. And a Lightning fan, that's right. The only team that was not good when he was growing up were uh, were the Sixers. Yeah. That was it. It's a, it's a very random assortment of teams. But, you know, this team, this Rutgers men's basketball team, they're probably going to make the tournament, barring a, a disastrous blowout in – the quarterfinals of the Big Ten tournament. So that that mean, so that means you are not allowed to pick them. I guess not. I guess no. not. I have a reputation for bad picks. D- don't, yeah. don't you dare. Um, I guaranteed that Rutgers would make the. When when was this? Was this after the Michigan loss? I can't remember. It was after a loss, and I was just like, people are down right now. Rutgers will make it. I guarantee. Yeah. I think it was after the Indiana game. I think it was. I can't remember. And I was, and because every single time we'd always talk about it, you'd ask me, and I'd be like, I can't say, I don't want to jinx it. And then one time I was like, I guarantee that they're making this. So, the Joe, Joe Namath guarantee? The Joe Namath guarantee. I guess. Back to um, the Jets, right? Back to the Jets. Look, they, make, they, they make the tournament. How, how much damage can they do? They make the tournament, given their resume of, of beating. Really good opponents. Well, they won't have the rack to their advantage. They won't. They won't. But I mean, Rutgers fans do travel really That's well. True. We travel really well. We traveled very well in a COVID year last year. Yeah, and nobody so, else has home field advantage and, too. So you and keep especially, that in mind. especially if they if they get lucky and manage to play in a venue that's close by. Uh, uh I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say they could go all the way, but I feel like they could make the Sweet Sixteen if oh, they make I, the I tournament. They, they had I chance. think they can make the Sweet Sixteen, maybe the Elite Eight, assuming they don't have to run into a team like Duke or Villanova along the way. <laughs> Duke isn't that good this year. I, I think they're going to be like a one or two. Seed. Yeah, but but if they if they get you know they get to they're the tournament, world, they're not world beaters by. Yeah, anybody. but they no, get to the tournament, Duke. they're still Duke. <laughs> they lost to UNC at home. Yeah, and but UNC, UNC is solid. Isn't, well, UNC isn't that. Yeah, Co- Coach like, K. Coach K was not too happy about that. Yeah, whatever. Coach K's big baby. Also, <laughs> I just think back to Coach K. It was his last game. I, oh, boohoo! He had enough. He had enough. This is his last game. This guy coaches Duke basketball. He's only the most successful college basketball coach of all time. He coaches Duke basketball, and then he gets to win gold medals for free because he can just tell a bunch of. All star athletes to go have fun on a basketball court and beat up on lower, yeah. Be- lower beat up on countries that are not the United States. Yeah. Uh, one thing when it comes to me making my March Madness brackets, I love teams that are kind of veteran heavy. I like those older teams because they have that experience and they know not to I, get. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Villanova loves to have seniors. <laughs> I'll I'll have to I'll have to look into Villanova's roster. I'm telling you, I don't really know anybody else's roster besides Rutgers. But I do know Rutgers has three three seniors. Three good seniors. One of them won. I, I agree with you that and the uh, the veteran heavy teams on, on the team that went to the second round last right? year. Right? Yeah, they know. I I agree with you. I think the uh, veteran heavy teams tend to do better in the tournament. They uh, know how to come back. They know how to win games, which is the biggest thing. I know it's easy to say, oh, they know how to they win. They have games, that team chemistry. They know how to not blow games. Is what when I say that 
Right. That's what I mean. That's how I always talk about the Devils. The Devils don't know how to actually win games. <laughs> they just luck into winning them. But Rutgers, they have a lot of veterans. They know how to win games. That That's a team that should have won last year against Houston. They didn't. They folded, and they, they learned they did not. That. They did not fold. Houston went to the Final Four. They were really good. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, they still folded. You can't deny that they should have won. I mean, they probably should have won, but I'm not going to be mad that they lost to a really good team. I'm not mad. I was just, it was more heartbreaking than Madden. Well, yeah. I didn't, I didn't expect for them to win, but because they had a chance, especially that with that. As good of a chance I, that was. I will yeah. say, though, this team this year, I think, would, would, be, would win that game. I think so. I think, I think they're, Definitely. they're a lot more Definitely. clutch this year. Than yeah, than they are. Mm-hmm. Ron, especially. Yeah, but. Well, well, oh my that. God! If he, I mean, he is already, he's already got immortality with that shot against Purdue. If he makes a big shot in in March Madness or even Big Ten tournament, oh boy. Well, think about Ron's how that year. game ended last year. It was Ron Harper Jr. who got the last shot to tie the game, and he missed it uh, from a give and go from Geo Baker. And so after that, I, if I know Ron Harper Jr. well enough. It's that he worked on clutch shots for the entire offseason. I don't even know how you work on that. I guess it's I just think, a lot of yeah. mental yeah, strength, you could say. Just a lot say. of men- mental strengthening, and, he, and he's come back and hit two game-winning shots yeah. this year. And if he makes uh, one of those kind of shots in, in, in the tournament, it's... He, oh, boy. It's crazy yeah. because those are two massive... Those aren't just... Two awesome buzzer-beating shots. They're basically two of the biggest wins this program's had in a very long time. I mean, the the Purdue one was the biggest one ever. The Indiana, if they don't win that Indiana game, they're done. They're done, yeah. They're not. We're not sitting here talking about this No, we're not. They they would literally have to win the Big Ten tournament for for us to have this conversation at some point. I mean, they could still win the Big Ten tournament. (laughs) They could. They could. They've beaten all the teams at the top. No, my point is, is that it's not a necess- It's an, it's not a necessity because they won that game thanks to Ron Harper Jr. Um, we're sitting here with with the hopes that as long as they don't get blown out, they will be making the tournament in some shape or form, whether that's playing in the first four or directly into the tournament. Whether it's a five or a six seed, whoever they're playing, I guarantee that they're not going to be wanting to play them. Yeah. Just. You see that who they beat, and you're kind of just like, oh, yeah, come on. yeah no. I thought this I, was I supposed not, to be the easy I would not round. want to be one of those teams no. that have to play. The only, the only thing that really makes me nervous about Rutgers is the fact that they're not a very good free throw shooting team, mm-hmm. and that is absolutely massive in in Marsh Madness. Obviously, well, you know what occurred to me is that they could very well if they make the tournament, match up against one of their Big Ten rivals in the first round. Really? I haven't looked at it. And who would that be? I mean, they could match up against, like, Purdue or Iowa or, like, I think Purdue would be a five seed, really? Well, no, no, I think Purdue would be. Or, like, like Ohio a, State. A, yeah, maybe Ohio State. Maybe. They could, they could very well or match Iowa. up. Yeah. They could very well match up against one of them, maybe Wisconsin. I don't know. It, there are a lot of the, there are a lot of really good teams in college basketball, so I think the the Big Ten teams are going to be seeded lower yeah. than you think, especially after last year. <laughs> I think Wisconsin is probably a four seed as of right now. Purdue a two to three seed. So I mean, it's very possible. Illinois is like a. We probably have a better chance of matching up with Illinois than than every other team. I mean, Illinois or Iowa, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, you. They they could very well match up against Illinois but, or Iowa in the first round. Well, but do you think that th- that they'd want that that they want interconference matchups in the first round? 
No. Yeah, that's what no. I'm saying. I, I don't think you see that. No, those I, are tough teams for. I don't reason. think they you care. I don't think they care. You think? Um, <laughs> It, it's. I mean, if it's interconference, well, you know those guys. You know you can beat them because you already did. Mm-hmm. You know you're just happy to make the tournament. If you don't, then whatever. It's a sure. fresh challenge. You can beat whoever comes in your way. It's not like you have to play, you know, Gonzaga or Auburn or Baylor or whatever. I'd like to see him play a different team. Just match up differently i mean yeah like you'd like to see that but i'm just saying you know based on where it's looking like they're going to be seated right now i'm thinking there's pretty decent well, as of right now i think they're a 12 seed yeah like if they time. if they finish as a 12 seed playing or not i mean we got to talk about the real distinct chance that it could happen <laughs> yeah um yeah and that, that no that's a very valid point that they could be seeing a familiar foe and so if you're the 12th seed, you go up against what the and, – and you win your playing game, then you go up against the 5 seed uh, in – 4 seed. 4 seed? 4 seed in the tournament. Um, I, I really don't think that this team has anything to be worried about in terms of the strength of opponent. Uh, I don't think so yeah, either. They, they beat the best of the best literally because they beat they, the number one team in the country. They're not scared they're of – yeah. they're not scared of the big guys. It's 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 not about strength of opponent. It's more just about you know how it's it's not about strength of opponent in terms of are they a big team or not. It's just more how much better are they? Because I mean, you go up against Baylor, they, that's the defending national champions, and they're still one of the best teams in college basketball. I don't care if you're not scared of them; they're still really good. I wouldn't want to play them. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, that's gonna do it for this segment. Coming up, our final segment here on the Wednesday Crew. Don't go anywhere. This is the crew on WRCU FM New Brunswick answering live at WRCU.org. Welcome back to the Wednesday Crew. We have 20 minutes left. And we're going to talk a little bit about the MLB lockout and what's been going on uh, with that. Today, news came out that the MLB will continue to cancel games. I believe they're canceling now. They've canceled two more series. Two more series. Postponing Uh, opening day until at least April 14th. Because of an inability. Thank you, Rob Manfred. (laughs) To reach an agreement uh, with today's deadline. But uh, there has been a little bit of progress in what what the two sides have agreed upon. And that's, first of all, the shift that they are banning. So now two infielders will be required to stand on either side of second base starting this season um they'll be implementing the pitch clock as well how long do you know how long the pitch clock is going to be with 30 seconds uh i'm gonna look it up right now but while i'm looking it up i do have some thoughts about the shift um so they're banning the shift in baseball and i just want to make sure I I'm getting this right because I don't actually know the details. So you said they're gonna they're just going to ban the shift outright. So now all teams must have two fielder infielders on either on either side of second base. They can't Correct. stack. I I'm of two minds about this. Well, so you're a Yankees fan, so this helps you out because Joey Gallo. Well, we don't know if he's going to strike out. We don't know if he's going to be back on the Yankees, but that's not really what I'm thinking about here. I'm just thinking about generally. I'm kind of two minds about this. On one hand, stacking the infield with three infielders on the right side to just absolutely dominate left-handed hitters Mm -hmm. is like, you know, 
on one hand, yeah, it's a little OP. I, I, I can't deny that. But on the other hand, I'm just like, I don't know. Learn to hit to the yeah, opposite field. It, it's strategy. Uh, <laughs> the ship has always been strategy. Yeah, but uh, it's it's a lot harder to say learn how to hit going the other way mm-hmm. when you got the pitchers are just getting better and better and better and better. And I mean, you just swing a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, <the other laughs> yes, thing, exactly. The other thing with the Yankees is that you guys don't really have that many left-handed hitters. Yeah, we used so. to have a lot more left-handed hitters on the Yankees. Nowadays, it's like, what, Brett Gardner and maybe Rizzo Brett and Gallo Gardner's if gone. they come back. Hopefully, Anthony Rizzo's gone. Hopefully, Joey Gallo's gone. I'm down to just I mean, drop everybody. I mean, Take I'm Gary. not gonna I'm not gonna rag on Rizzo because even though he didn't play great as a Yankee, I still really like him as a player and I really appreciate what he did in Chicago. I mean, he's um, a good guy. I, I, I kinda felt like we didn't deserve to have him on the Yankees, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Those are two horrible trades. They weren't making they weren't doing any um, noise in the But level, regardless, uh, I think just in general, I think it's the right move. One of the things that was annoying me was that there were times when i would see shifts where they put like infielders in the outfield and that just like bothered me because like okay it's one thing if you want to shift the infield around a little bit just to kind of give yourself a little more of an edge depending on where the hitter tends to pull to but you're going to put guys in the extra guys in the outfield i mean like why don't you already have a star outfielder? Like, if you're the Yankees and you got Aaron Judge on your team, why are you going to put an extra guy in the outfield? What are you so scared of? Yeah, I mean, I never ever saw the Yankees do it. I think I saw the Rays do it a few times because the Rays are notorious for I don't know what they're so scared of. of they shit. got Kevin Kiermaier in center field. Yeah. I mean, at least he can he can catch. He can't really hit much. But, yeah, I hated the shifts. I thought it was the stupidest thing on planet Earth. I mean, I'm not one for watching a a pitcher's duel to begin with i think baseball is a lot more fun to watch two teams go at it offensively and i'm also a yankees fan and the yankees are built to go at teams offensively while their pitching staff isn't the greatest in the world it's not bad it's still solid but the yankees weren't much of a shifting type team anyway they were just getting killed by the shift you brought up Joey Gallo, who, of course, every single team shifts on him. Honestly, I think that's even It's wor- either home run or hit into the shift. I I, I think Gallo. it's even worse because now he's not even going to get those drag bunts on the third baseline. Now his average is going to go down to like 135. Derek uh, Jeter was really good uh, hitting against the shift. Who? Derek Jeter. Well, One, I mean, D- Derek Jeter was just really good at hitting in general. No, that's true. But, like, I think one of his specialties was being able to – to work the shift well also one thing that i mentioned and that he was particularly good at was he was great at hitting to the opposite field mm-hmm. you know if they were going to shift on him well he just hits the right field then yeah but there's like guys like dj lemayhew who's great at hitting to the other field like hitting the other way but now it feels like he got to a point where or at least last year he just that was the only place that he was hitting in so things were shifting him to the right side if there's one guy from a Yankee standpoint that benefits from this more than anybody is Aaron Hicks. I've watched more than enough Aaron Hicks Rockets when he's batting lefty going up the right side and just they're always being a deep guy halfway in between the right fielder and the the first baseman just always sitting I mean, in those situations, I always just want him to just flex and decide to not switch and just bat righty anyway. Oh, he's such a better hitter righty. I mean, like, yeah, the pitcher might be right-handed, but just flex on him. Look at Didi. I mean, if we bring it to to the Phillies, Didi is king pole hitter. 
Uh, I he's think never hit an opposite field goal. Never nope. in his life. Well, that's never the thing. In his when, life. You, when you're when a majority of your career has been played in a park where the right field wall is I, how, how big is three fourteen? Uh, if you yeah, go down to the flagpole, three fourteen. Three fourteen sounds about right. Well, gonna, how, I, how was gonna three uh, I was gonna say three twelve. I was gonna say three twelve. Probably like. Mm, nine ten feet well, point being it's called the short porch for a reason yeah. and, and so when you play in a ballpark like that and you're so used to hitting to right field you're naturally just going to be uh, a right field hitter if yeah and he chokes up on the bat a ton so yeah. obviously that's going to go that way also the only guy that i've ever seen choke about a bat and actually be able to intentionally hit the other way is anthony rizzo who's also a good hitter credit to him he's been hitting for a million bajillion years but there's a lot of guys that don't have that luxury of being an anthony rizzo and being able to uh either get a bloop single the other way or get plunked by a pitch because he's standing over the plate uh i just think that's i think it's a great rule on to ban not because i mean yes because i i think the yankees benefit from it but i think the whole league benefits from it and i think you're gonna see batting averages go up a ton i think you're gonna see oh well, i don't know sure. yeah. i don't know if there's actually a, i mean i love it that they ban the shift and i don't know if that's gonna there's bring in a fans. lot of advanced statistics that i'm sure if we had time to look up we could we could bring up and be like you know here's how teams do you know how players have batted historically against the shift versus you know without a shift and mm-hmm. like i would be willing to bet that the batting averages will probably increase in the first couple of years, and then they're going to kind of plateau. I think it just depends how good pitching gets. I think we've really seen pitching just— I think you'll see guys like—I mean, I know I think he's retired now, but you'll see guys like Brian McCann, uh, who are just massive pull hitters, hit better within the first couple seasons, and then— you know, I mean, but they're, like, going to be the only guys, really, who benefit from it. I think. I'm just happy that they got rid of it. You know what I'm happy about? The pitch clock. So, I brought it up here. Here's how the pitch clock is going. It, at least what MLB is targeting in terms of pitch clock. They want a 14-second clock with the bases empty and 19 seconds with the runners on. Um, I'm happy that they're looking to implement a pitch clock because I am so tired of watching baseball games get dragged on, dragged out for an extra hour because Sonny Gray decides to just stand there and stare at the catcher while he shakes off every single pitch because he can't make up his mind. <laughs> or, or like some other pitcher. I know there are other like really slow pitchers. Do the Phillies I'm not have any really slow pitchers, Sean? Uh, not really. Aaron Nola is sort of slow. Um, not 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 that i can really think of that they're they're seriously that slow but i it, it's just an attempt to speed up the game like we've seen with the seven inning double headers like we've seen with the Be- one of the best things they ever did seven the, inning I, I like oh, i like really i i like the seven inning games it, love it for for double headers i and i'm sure both of you agree but the the man on second which i believe that they're getting rid of starting in extra innings yeah uh, i hate that Everyone hated it. You didn't hate that? I hated it. Oh, yeah. Look, I also, look if they if it had been if it had been just just for the COVID season, like, it, well, just for the COVID season, fine. But like if it had been, you know, we're going to just offer an intentional walk, you know, give you an intentional walk, give you a guy on first base to 
to start extra innings, just like force an intentional walk, mm-hmm. I would have been fine. But just randomly putting a guy on second, there's like no, there's no way you can put that in the stat sheet. You have a guy who was out and now all of us who got out to end last inning and all of a and sudden that doesn't even he's on second base. Your ERA. Nope. It's weird. It, it was weird. It was. I didn't like it, but I'm glad they're it, they're getting rid of it. Cause yeah. It was. It was. In my in my, my honest opinion, is, it was kind of dumb. My thing is, there was a way they could have made it work, and that was if they put a man on second, but they started the batting lineup with one out. Yeah, that's definitely better. That would have been interesting because then they can't. You know, let, over. like yeah. let's say you know, you, and you could just like, and the way I was thinking about it is, you know. You put a guy on base if you want to have a guy on base to start extra innings, but you call it an intentional walk, and it's the guy who was going to bat. Mm-hmm. But instead, you intentionally walk them and have the next guy come up. I know I know that would probably be controversial for, like, the baseball teams. I don't think they'd want to do that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's a level of strategy there. You know, you want to end the game quickly. You can have a guy pinch run for him, you know. I don't know. Another thing. I'm just glad they're getting rid of it because, honestly, you know, it, if the pitch clock works the way that I think it's going to, we're probably not going to get quite as many extra inning games as we used to because <laughs> yeah. games are just going to go faster and pitchers are going to have to pitch faster, so they're going to make more mistakes, which is probably better in terms of offensive production as a whole because, I mean, we were it was starting to become just a home run strikeout league, so <laughs> things might start to improve a little bit. Yeah, we'll see about that. Still probably a lot of home runs. I mean, yeah, there's still going to be a lot of home runs and strikeouts, but it's going to decrease a little bit because pitchers are going to have to pitch faster, so they they might have to make decisions they wouldn't otherwise you know, want to make. They might see the pitch clock winding down and just be like, screw it, I'm just going to throw this pitch, not think about it too hard. And then, uh-oh, he took it deep. <laughs> yeah. They're well, also expanding the playoffs to 12 teams. They are they? Are. Yeah, I saw a few players. I think it, it might have been Jock Peterson who were complaining about um, the expand expanded playoffs. That originally they wanted to make it fourteen teams. Yeah, yeah. they settled on twelve with, with like that yeah, whole ghost win yeah. thing. The ghost was, one was was terrible. I was awful. I didn't want that. Nobody wanted that. <laughs> I just I can't stand the MLB playoffs to begin with. I don't understand why you play 162 games for Just a one-game wild one card. Yeah. It blows my mind. It's yeah. probably my biggest gripe with baseball. I think you play a three-game series. Maybe. At least. Yeah. I mean, you play 162 I mean, yeah, let's games drag for on, one Let's game. drag on the baseball season like two days longer. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's already been this long. You've why already not? made it that long, so why don't you just yeah. make it a little longer for the games that people actually want to care about, and not a game in the middle of August on a hot. It, it makes the teams that day. it makes the wild card teams feel more like re- real playoff teams because when they have just a one game playoff to get to the quote unquote real playoffs, then it doesn't really feel mm-hmm. like they really want anything. It's cool, but you never like the wild card game is fun. It is fun when but your team wins. It, it, you know, you have a team like, I don't know, what was it? Who who was in the The Nationals made the wild card team. They they were down 3-1 in that game until there was an error on the Brewers right even The Brewers should have never even been in that game. Then, and look, the Nationals won. Uh, not that series. I don't have a problem with the Nationals winning the World Series. I mean, they beat the Astros, yeah, but like, so that's I mean, cool. But if, if, in a one-game playoff, it the just Brewers should never be in that game. That you play 100. And if you don't want that, then 
shorten the regular season because I promise you nobody wants to see 162 Nobody's going to shorten the regular season. They won't because baseball... Unless... Um, well, I mean, they're shortening it now, but not because they want <laughs> not to. Not by choice. Well, I guess well, by choice, but it's different. <sighs> Everybody's favorite person, Rob Manfred, everybody. <laughs> I just... I'm happy for the expansion of the playoffs as... I wonder what they do now. Do they do a... I haven't really read into how the whole playoff format's going to go. Are they going to do like two wild card games, or is it going to be best of three? Then I don't know. I'm I'm curious. I don't um, know how the the teams would match up. Oh wait, because I would imagine I would imagine the top two seeds would get a first round bye, and you know the the three seed would probably play. And then just five you know, games. A wild probably. card series. You know, a three game wild mm. card series. At that point, we might as well just go five. And, and then, make it and then you know, the winners of those series would then play in the ALDS and then, you know, so, or NLDS and so on. Yeah. You know, similar to how the NFL playoffs used to work. Mm-hmm. That was a lot better. I hate the new NFL playoffs. Yeah, I I think at least two teams deserve a bye in the NFL, but but that's yeah. neither here, that's neither here nor there. As we enter our final five minutes, guys, do you see an end in sight to this lockout? And <laughs> nope. And if so, when? Nope. Um. I see the end in 2023. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like... We could still be going. I feel like we yeah. always get closer, release the reports say that, and then we don't get closer, yeah. and then... There was supposed to be a deal reached today. And yeah. It feels like they're getting closer, but then it's not happening. I don't really know. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I just hope that they don't push back. I hope they... I don't mind them missing games. I just don't... I mean, it, then it obviously gets pushed back. I don't know anymore. I mean, I what I don't want to see is them start the season in July, you know, or later. Because yeah, that would like, be COVID again. That's that'd just be ridiculous. Yeah. I can't you know, imagine if it we going get, that far. If we get to the point where we cancel like games all the way into like halfway through May, I think they just need to call it in terms like if we're getting like under a hundred games total for the season, mm-hmm. I think they just need to call the season. I together. can't imagine that. I I have to say it ends. In the at least the next week or so, I can't imagine. Well, that's very that optimistic. Bad. I would, I would hope so, but there's just, it just seems like both sides hate each other so much, mm-hmm. and that they just, it just feels like they keep on agreeing on things more and more each day. That they're they're agreeing on little things, but not the things that they're that they're really arguing about, like arbitration and stuff, and. Um, I feel like when it comes to pretty much every professional league, there's no league with a perfect ownership group. But in terms of when you look at baseball, I think it's safe to say that there's probably the worst ownership group out of the four major <sighs> sports in America. And and that's saying a lot considering, you know, we got a league with James Dolan in it and yeah. we got a league with you know, some other well, we the got, NBA God did bless have a Jimmy Dolan. The NBA did have a lockout in twenty twelve. And the, so did the NFL, but the NFL never had to cancel games. The NBA did have to shorten their season. NHL was the, the entire NHL season. lost an entire season in 2003. It was like 2004 or 5. Or like or 4 or 5. Yeah, that like was that. a nice um, one. Um, and then they had another lockout in 2012 or 13, something like that. Yeah, that I was mean, half the year. It's and tough. that was the year Winnipeg got introduced, right? I think it was, yeah, because that was Wait, at, I, that was the year after Zach Parisi left the Devils, and that that was that was the year that was the year that the Thrashers moved to Winnipeg. Yeah, what? Well, so, so R.I.P. the Thrashers. 
<laughs> so they weren't good. Nobody misses it's them. It's funny. My first ever Flyers game that I went to was against the Atlanta Thrashers. Really? I've yeah. seen I've yeah. seen a, a few Atlanta oh, Thrashers. Nobody Devils nobody games. misses them. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> they were pretty bad. They, they had a very poor logo too. I don't know. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure the team the Atlanta fans miss more are the Flames because <laughs> they left Atlanta and became good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that the the optimist in me sees baseball starting in June, but like you said, if they get to under 100 games, you can't play a 60. No, game you, I mean again. that was acceptable in a COVID year. Yeah. That was acceptable, you know, in 2020 when at the, at we just wanted to have right now sports. Right now, the fate is in your hands. Like you can control it. You couldn't control yeah. COVID back then, but. Like, like in 2020, when you just wanted to have sports of any kind, that was acceptable because we were just like, look, 60 games, we'll take it. We just want to have something to watch while we're all trapped inside. But here, when, you know, you can totally control this and you don't have to have an under 100-game season, then don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't do it. I agree. I agree. And and so— we're, we we just keep getting closer. We feel like, but then I it, I feel like it's one step forward, two steps two steps back in terms of ne- negotiation for the two sides. It, it seems like they agree on a few things, and then there's another tidbit of the deal thrown in that just completely throws off the deal, and you know this, we're back to square one. This two is weeks. one of those times. This no, is one of those have. times where I'm actually glad that basketball season and hockey season are so long that they stretch mm-hmm. into June because. That means, you know, even though baseball probably won't start in April, at least we'll still have something to watch. We'll have postseason hockey and basketball. You know, obviously we got March Madness right now, you know, going on, so we don't have to worry about missing, like, spring training or anything because nobody watches that anyway (laughs) as opposed to March Madness. But, you know, hopefully there's a resolution soon. I don't personally see it, but you never know what will happen. Yeah, absolutely. You never know what can happen. Well, that is going to do it. For the Wednesday crew, it's been Sean Carney, Jake Masso, and Derek Fleming bringing you Sports Talk here on March 9th. Stay tuned for further programming here on WRSU FM New Brunswick, answering live at WRSU.com.